This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Goldston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. Interested in becoming a member, giving, or submitting a prayer request? Text Give Prayer or Member to 845-254-2445, fill out the prompts, and a member of our team will contact you. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, health to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. I'm just going to talk to you for a little while today in the name of Jesus. I don't have any, I don't have any notes. I don't have anything specific. Just want to speak. Let's see what, let's see what happens. In Genesis chapter 22, uh, most of us know the story how Abraham rose up early in the morning and uh, God was going to test him. Testing him. So I want you to offer up your son, your only son. I want you to offer him up to me. I want you to give your only son to me. Hallelujah. In other words, I want you to sacrifice him. When you give him to me, you're going to kill him. Which means you don't get it back, you don't get to see him later. So uh, he, uh, Abraham, saddled his donkey and said, we're going, and we're going to do this thing. And uh, in the seventh verse, Isaac, his son, spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. He said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb. God always provides for himself. Did you hear what he said? God always provides for himself. He may ask you to do something, but he provides for himself. He may ask you to do it, and on your way to do it, he's already provided. See, we look, at, we look at it as though, oh, God, you're going to ask me to do this. That's all I got. God's prov- provided for himself. Did you hear? He wasn't concerned about it. He was going up to the mountain to obey God. So we're going up to the mountain. We're going to put the, we're going to put the, put the wood out, we're going to get the fire ready, and we're going to prepare to, to, to serve up an offering to the Lord. And his son said, I see the wood, I see the fire, but where be the offering? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Notice, notice Abraham, though. He didn't say, my son, you are the offering. 
He didn't say that. He said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. Hallelujah. So you see, Abraham already knew God. Did you hear me? Abraham already knew God. It's not a mystery what God will do if you know God. That's why he didn't say, Isaac, you the, you the offering. He knew God. He said, God will provide himself one. Say, I'm going to follow through. I'm going to do the part that I'm supposed to do. <laughs> what about you? Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Are you just doing your part? Are you going forward like God wants you to go forward? Knowing that I know God and I know he's going to provide. I know he's going to take care of this. I'm going to do what he told me to do. He may tell you to empty your bank account like he said to that man out there in Minnesota. Give them $25,000. That may have been all the man had. But he knows his God. can obey God when I know him. Because when I know him, I know him and I know his ways. See, it's only the heathen that don't know God's ways. They're not expected to tithe because they don't know God's ways. They're not expected to give because they don't know God's ways. But we know his ways. We have no excuse. No excuse. So, hallelujah. Verse 9. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now you talk about Abraham's faith. What about Isaac's faith? Amen. Abraham wasn't laying on the wood. And Isaac wasn't no, you know, Isaac wasn't two years old. Isaac was full grown. He didn't have to submit, but see, he submitted to Father because he knows God's ways. He said, "I, I must submit to my Father." He gave He gave me a lawful order. I submit to it. I may not understand it. I may not even agree with it. But I submit. Oh, my. All right. Verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But he already said, God will provide himself a lamb. I want you to notice the progression of things. He said God will provide himself a lamb. Abraham provided Isaac. He said, no, the God, God will provide himself a lamb. And he stretched forth his hand with the knife. He knew he wasn't going to have to kill that boy because he knows God. God is not a killer. 
God gives life. He does not take life. Y'all will wake up today sometime. So see, you see, listen, listen, to me, listen to me carefully now. Listen to me carefully. So then, when God tells you to do something, God is a giver, not a taker. So if God tell you to give something, he's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to get something to you. But you got to know God. You got to know his nature. You got to know him and his ways before you can know that and act upon it. Mm. So. Verse 10 again. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Notice, notice, that you have not withheld your son, your only son, not one of your sons, your only son is my only dollar, Lord. And this is my this is my last dollar, Lord. That's the one I want. Because see them other dollars, you say, well, I got some more left. No, I want your last one. Then I know. Then I know that you love me. Then I know that you trust me. Then I know that you believe me, then I know that I can give you anything because you know that it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to me. You know that you're just a steward. Everything I've given to you, you are just a steward to take care of it until I return. So it becomes easy, whether it's a car or a house or some clothes or some money, if I hear the Lord say, I want you to give it, I give it. Because I know he's not a taker, he's a giver. Because I know him. You got to know him. If you don't know him, you are, you are in a bad situation because whatever he says to you to do, you're going to try to reason it through. Now, I won't have enough if I do this. That's the difference in somebody who knows God and someone who doesn't. And it's the people who know God who get blessed. Because they're willing to give everything. Most of, the time, most of the time, they have little or nothing. So what I have, I give to you. What I have, I give to you, Lord. You just, you just, you, whatever, you, whatever I, I'll give it to you. Nothing, absolutely nothing is tied to me. I'll give it to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, uh, verse 12, and he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up 
for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's go back. Verse 12 again. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went, took the ram and offered him up for burnt offering in the stead of his son. What's going on here? God never rescinded the request. Bring me an offering. Ooh, wait a minute. Let me put it this way. God asks you for something. And then God stops you. And then God provides this whole bunch of stuff over here. He said, oh, well, the Lord said I didn't have to do that anymore. But he provides this whole bunch of stuff over here. And you just go along. Wait a minute. He never rescinded the request. He just said you didn't have to give this. I'm going to provide something else for you. How many times have we had a, a thought? We thought it was a thought. No, I believe I'm supposed to give Bishop a thousand dollars. Get thee behind me, devil. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get blessed with some stuff. Everybody don't giggle at once. Just look. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Do you see what's happening here? God had asked him for an offering. They told him, okay, you don't have to do that. He never told him to give the ram that I provided. But Abraham knew because he knew his God. He knew this. I can, I can still give this that God has provided for me. This that God has provided for This that God has provided for me. He already said God will provide himself an offering. Y'all missing this story? God said, he said that God will provide himself an offering. I don't have to give Isaac. So when he was relieved that he didn't have to give Isaac, then he saw this ram in the bush. That's got to be it. That's got to be the offering. That check in the mail has got to be the offering. That person that came and gave you that lump of money. And we just let it flitter away. We just miss God and don't even know we miss God because we don't know God. We don't know his ways. We miss him. All right. So, verse 14. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. 
as it is said this to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Is he really your provider? That is the question. Are you like Abraham in that I'll give God anything because he is my provider? Or are you one who reasons like the world because your mind has not been renewed? That's why Romans 12 talks about having your mind renewed. You've got to get rid of that old thinking. That old thinking is keeping too many Christians in the doldrums. It's keeping them in the just enough to get by. It's keeping too many of them in a position where they think that everything's all right because I'm making good money now. Good money is not God money. God money is somebody pulling up in a pickup truck and writing you a check for $25,000. You did nothing to earn it. Oh, I said you did nothing to earn it. You didn't put in one hour. But because you know God. And it's not for you. It's for his glory. He'll provide it to you for you to give him the glory to others because it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. So that pastor, just like I'm doing it, that pastor should be testifying of it every chance he gets of what the Lord did because I know my God and that's how he operates. I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. I'm not amazed. I'm just thankful that he is my God. And this is how he operates. This is how he blesses. And he wants to bless every one of us the same way. The same way. But again, that renewing of the mind comes in where you got to get your mind elevated above where it's been. If somebody says to us, oh, there's a nice house for sale, and uh, won't you come look at it? Well, where is it? Oh, it's in such and such an area. Oh, them houses are expensive over there. What does the cost of the house have to do with what God wants to do? This house was too expensive for us 10 years ago when we came to it. But God said, sign the papers. That $1.3 million was too, too uh, expensive for Pastor Brian. But I'm sure God said to him, sign the papers. Because he wants to do more than we allow him to do. He wants to do more than we, are, we, we are, are willing to believe him for. We have to open ourselves up to ridicule, to failure, even to missing it. 
to get with God's program. Because God's program is far more than what we think about. The house in that neighborhood, oh, that's, that's too much money. That's beyond my budget. Who asked you about your budget? You ask God, is that your will for me? If that is his will for you, it doesn't matter what it costs. He'll make it so. But most of us stop at our budget. And thereby we limit God. We cannot continue to limit God. All right? I want you to turn, please, to Matthew chapter 28. Okay, here it goes. <laughs> now, when I go on vacation, I, I try to go away all the time. And when I go on vacation and go away, I don't go to church. Because I'm in church all the time. And if I go on vacation and go to church, I'm not on vacation. I'm going to church. But I, I, I was prompted by the Spirit of God this morning to say this. There's some folks who go on vacation, they need to find a church. Amen. Because they're lacking spiritually so much, they can't afford to take off. You need to find a church. I'm not speaking to anybody specifically, but I was just prompted by the Holy Ghost to say this. Even if you're on vacation, you need to find a church to get some word into you. You don't have vacation time that can release you from getting some word because you're missing too much. And only you can determine that. You have to know where you are spiritually. Nobody can tell you who you are. You know who you are. See, because I get word all the time. I get word during the week. I'm praying during the week. I'm reading during the week. I'm meditating during the week. Not everybody does that. They can't afford a vacation. Not from God. They need some word all the time. Hallelujah. Just pass it on. So, girl, I heard something at church today, and this was for you. <laughs> All right. In Matthew 28. <laughs> you should have been there. He was talking to you. Okay, Matthew 28. Jesus said in the 18th verse, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, 
I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Hallelujah. Now Mark, the 16th chapter. In Mark 16, the 15th verse, Jesus says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Hallelujah. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Just go, just go, just go. And these signs will follow. You just go. Speak the word and the signs will follow. You just go and speak the word. Lay hands on the sick and the word will work for you. Just go and preach. As a matter of fact, we read over there in Matthew that Jesus sat down. He was caught up to heaven, sat down at the right hand of the Father God because he had given all power unto us. Now we have the power, we have the name, we have the blood, and he said, wait until you get the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, then you're ready to go. I'm giving you everything that you need to function in the earth just the way I functioned when I was in the earth. And when the Holy Spirit has come, now turn to Acts chapter 1, please. Verse 5, Acts chapter 1, verse 5. For drawn truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Then they asked him about the kingdom coming, restoring the kingdom to Israel. Then over in the 8th verse, Jesus says, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. Has the Holy Ghost come upon you? If the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you have power. If you have power, you can function as Jesus functioned in the earth after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You have to believe that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and now you have the power. 
And that all emanates from the fact that you know your God and you know that he is true and you know that if he said it, it's the truth. You know him and you know his ways. So if he said after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power, then you have power. Now if I have power, let me function as someone who has power. Don't let me function the way I used to function. Let me function as someone who has power. Now, there's a power in the earth. There's a power in the earth that's called money. There's some folk who didn't have any money, and then all of a sudden, something was willed to them, and they had this money power. Or they hit a lottery, and they got this money power. What happened to them? Do they act the same as they did before they got the money power? They act differently. Why? Because they know now they have power that they didn't have before. They have buying power. And they commence to buy it. Because they know the world system. They know how it works. If I get some money, I got some power. I can buy what I want. I can go where I want. I can do pretty much what I want with this money, with this power. How come the church doesn't know that they have power and they can do some things that they couldn't do before? It's because they don't know their God. They talk about him they give him lip service, but they really don't believe him. Because if they knew him, and they knew his ways, and believed him, and when he said, you shall receive power, they believe they got power. And they go to acting on the power that they believe they have. And when you act on the power that you believe that God gave you, then things will go to happening. Hallelujah. 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 The power that is resident in every one of us is lying dormant in most of us. The power is there, but we don't believe it. The power is there, but we don't act. The power is there, but we don't put God to the test. When he said in Malachi to prove me, he's saying, test me just like I tested Abraham. Test me to see if the power is there. You believe me? Test me. Do what the pastor did. Know that it's me that signed the papers without the money to pay. But I'm not talking about foolishness. I'm talking about know that it's him because you know him. Know that it's him so you don't worry about it. You just do it. He told me to do it. I do it. I know him 
I know his ways. I act upon it. I have power. I lay hands on the sick and I expect them to recover. I expect them to recover because I'm doing what he said and I have power. I have power. <laughs> Turn to Joshua, please. Joshua. Hallelujah. Chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting you ready for what the things that are going to befall us. The Lord spoke something to me years and years ago when we first came to this building. He said, millions of dollars are going to go through your hands. When, when, when you folks were taking turns coming to church, you know, kind of like now with the vacation time and whatnot, and, uh, and I was looking, and uh, I, I didn't count. I knew better than to count, but I was looking. So I was probably counting inside. And the Lord said, what are you looking at them for? So, God, why do you want to do me like that? What are you looking at them for? Who's your source, me or them? I mean, he just, he just, he just talked to me bad, you know. But he's got to keep me on the straight and narrow because of where he's taking me. <laughs> I, I told you, I just want to talk to you today. See, I, I want to talk to your head because you that are here, you are the ones that this needs to get through to. It needs to get through to you. Because, see, God wants to you, and some of you in here, you are at a place in your life where, hey, 25000 man, just give me $25. Okay? Okay. You, <laughs> some of you are right there. Some of you are right there today. But that's okay. God wants you to know that that's who I want to use. I want the person that's there. I want the person that has, and I want someone that, that has something and one that don't have nothing. Because, see, then he gets all the glory. It's not your ability. He wants all the glory. So he's going to use that. So I, I, I said all that to say this. Now watch, watch. In Joshua chapter 1. Uh, let's, let's read the first few verses, then we drop down. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all, that this, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. As I said unto Moses. As I said unto Moses. Moses is dead. I know you was just his servant or his minister, but just what I said to Moses, now I'm saying it to you. 
Okay. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Now watch this, verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Say what? There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Watch this now. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Wait a minute. No man will able be, be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Remember I said to you, now listen to me. $25 people, wake up. <laughs> listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. He said to Joshua, the same way you saw me with Moses. The same way you saw me with Moses. The same way you saw me with Moses. So I will be with you. Remember I said to you, with, with, with meditation, you have to see something? I know we walk by faith and not by sight, but see, Joshua was with Moses. So he had a picture on the inside of how God was with Moses. How when Moses had a situation and the armies were coming to kill him, he just raised his staff and the sea parted. How, when the people were in the desert, see, he has a picture on the inside. When the people were in the desert and they were dying of thirst and God told them, strike the rock. He saw Moses strike the rock and the water came out. And he says, as you were with Moses, so you will be with me. I can, I can try. Oh, I see that. I can remember that. I have an inward picture of how you were with Moses. So, God always has to have a Moses for you to see. <laughs> oh, glory to God. I be Moses. <laughs> yes, he always got to have a Moses for you to see. So that as I'm with him, I can be with you. See what he did and how he did it. See, so in, <laughs> in Minnesota last week, I saw how he did with this man. See, because I have to have an inward picture. That's the order of God. That's how God operates. 
when you know him and you know his ways, then you're not concerned because I know how he functions. See, I, I, I'm not caught off God by what God does. I know how he operates. So if I know how he operates, <laughs> listen, listen. This will not any man be able, verse 5, to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now, several years ago, we had a tight situation. Oh, we've had many of them. I'm just talking about this one in particular. Amen. We've had, we've had many tight situations. You don't know about it because I just don't tell you. Amen. I go up here laughing and smiling and, and preaching and carrying on just like nothing's going on. But we've had many tight situations. Okay? But uh, God spoke to me in the midst of one of these tight situations. And he said, have I ever failed you? Oh, God. Oh, God. No, you've never failed me. You've never failed me in all these years. What was he saying to me? So, what's that old thing? I've been watching Amos and Andy. Feats don't fail me now. You know, that's his way. That's how he operates. That's how he functions. Sometimes he likes for you to get to the last. He Sometimes he wants you to be on your last. Your last dollar. Sometimes your last leg. And, and no, nothing's working. Nothing's operating, see? And then, and then, Lord, I've tried everything else. How? Lord, I don't I, I, I bid the mama. I, I don't call everybody I know to call. Okay? I, I don't try. I don't went to every bank and credit union I could go to. And nothing's working. Then he'll say to you, have I ever failed you? And then it's time to start looking around for that ram. There's a ram someplace. There's a ram someplace. I know he's provided a ram someplace. It's time to start looking for the ram. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ooh, I said I'm going in early. Because I, I just want to talk to you today. I didn't want, I didn't want I really didn't want to preach you. I preached a little bit, but just a little bit. Just a, just a, just a, just a little bit. I didn't preach much. See, but I, I, I really want to talk to you. I, I especially, I want, especially I want to talk to you. See, I, see, it don't make no difference how much money you have. Listen to me. Listen. It matters not how much money you have. If you have a million dollars and you owe a million five, you just like the guy with the $25. Hello? Your situation is the same. It's exactly the same. So that's why that's why God can deal with the rich. Because see, most of them folk is rich on paper. They owe out more than they have. That's because people will give them based on what they have. 
And you know why people You know why people will give them based on what they have? Because the people who give them based on what they have are trying to get what they got. Y'all didn't hear me. See, 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 the people that give to people who have, they're giving because they're trying to get what they have. So now, if you got a million dollars and it's 10 people trying to get what you have, nine of them going to come up short. And then the other one going to die because you're going to kill him <laughs> after he gets your million. <laughs> but see that? You can't get away from it. That's the way, that's the, way the world operates. But if you could just get this, if you could just get this and be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Now remember, he is talking to Joshua, still sitting on the mountain, looking over into the promised land. He is not there yet. God's talking to him up on the hill. He Moses is dead. You're going to take over. I'm going to give you all this. As I would Moses, I'll be with you. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people. And Joshua looked back and see about a million and a half people behind him. Unto this people shall you divide the land. Oh, that's a tall order. So he says to him again in the seventh verse. Only be thou strong and very courageous. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. You shall. You have to make your own way. But you make your own way by knowing him. So that whatever he says to you to do, just do it. But I, 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 just do it. Moses thought he couldn't do it. I, I, I can't talk. Well, I, 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 I'll get you somebody who can. I'll get you some help, but you are my chosen vessel. Did you hear that? You are the chosen one. You are chosen to do what you have to do. No one else can do what you've been chosen to do. No one else can do it but you. He'll prepare a successor for you, but only you can do what he called you to do. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to his holy name. Thank you, Father. 
thank you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for those here assembled today. I thank you that they receive that word for them personally. Because, Father, I know that you want to use some of them in the same capacity that you use those brothers out in Minnesota. I know you want to do that. But they have to understand your ways, understand you, understand the order of things, understand sowing and reaping, understand seed time and harvest. For, Father, when your word adds a light to their pathway, then they can walk freely. I thank you and bless you for them as I thank you and bless you for your word. I give your name all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Every, every head bow, please, and every eye closed in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, Father. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you confirm your word with signs following. Yes, Father. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to give the invitation today, but I want to give it in a different way. So just hear me with every head bowed and every eye closed, please. Same praying in the spirit. Just hear me. If you're here today and you never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. This is your day. Salvation is by Jesus only. Accepting his death, burial, and resurrection and then confessing with your mouth, yes, Jesus, you are Lord. And I repent of sin, and I turn to you, for you are the only way. Secondly, if you are saved, you were born again, but for whatever reason, you got out of fellowship with the Lord. This is your opportunity to get back into fellowship with him. This is your opportunity. Yes, Lord. This is your opportunity get back with God. You're still saved. You're still a child of God. But this is your opportunity to come back into that place of fellowship with him. Third invitation. You're here today. You've never been filled with the spirit. You're born again. You're a child of God. You've accepted him. You've confessed him according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10. But you've never been filled with the Spirit. You've never received the infilling of the Holy Spirit along with the power and the utterance to speak in your prayer language so that you could speak to God personally in a way that you will not understand, but he will. This is your day. And then fourthly, for church membership, if you're here today and you're not a member of a local fellowship anywhere, you know you need to be, you know you need to obey the word. This is your opportunity to be in fellowship with him among saints of like precious faith. You need to be with those who believe like you believe. You, be you need to be with those who can get into agreement with you. You need to be with those where you can bring your tithe into the storehouse. 
So this is for you today. You need a church home. You need a local fellowship. We want to make available to you here today this as a local fellowship. That's the four invitations. But I'm going to add a fifth one today. Because of the message today, I'm going to add this fifth one today. That you will be a vessel that God can use. That you, in prayer to God, would ask God, please make me a vessel. Make me a financial vessel. Make me a, a, a vessel that could give hospitality. Make me a vessel that could speak edification to people, exhortation to people, comfort to people. Make me a vessel, Lord God, that would be, that you can use in this kingdom. Let me be a vessel today, Lord. I'm saying, but I need this outlet. Let me be a vessel today, Lord, that you can use to bless people. Father, I covenant with you that if it comes to the money part of it, I will be a good steward of the money. I will do what you had told me to do. I will follow the principles of the word of God in handling it so that I can be a vessel to give to every good work. I thank you. I thank you for this. That is my fifth invitation for today for those who wish to be in that situation. Now, if any one of those five invitations fits you, I want you to stand to your feet. Any one of the five, any one of the five that I want to be that vessel, that I want to be saved, that I want to be filled, that I want to rededicate, that I want to join, any one of those five fits me. I want to be a vessel that you can use, Lord. I am dedicating myself. I am laying myself on the altar today. As Isaac did, I willingly climb on the altar to be used by you, Father. Whether it be as a giver, whether it be as an exhorter, whether it be whatever you have need of for me, I willingly submit right now in the name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and by his blood, by his blood. We're going to ratify this thing with the communion in a minute. We're going to ratify this thing with the communion in a minute. In the name of Jesus. Now I don't want you to be afraid of the other the other uh, confessions or the other four invitations. If you want to be a vessel, you should be standing to your feet. Don't worry about whether somebody knows you're saved or, or not saved. You want to be a vessel used by God. You need to stand to your feet. Because we want to get this thing solidified and God sees and God knows. Not only does God know your heart, he wants you to know your heart. Lord, I want to be used by you. Lord, I want to be a vessel used by you, fit. For the master's use. Lord, I want to be saved. Lord, I want to rededicate. Lord, I want to join the church. Lord, I want to do whatever you need for me to do. Lord, I want to be the one who lays hands on the sick and see them recover. Lord, I want to do what you need done, Lord. In this last hour, 
I want to be there. I don't want to miss out on anything. I want to be a part. I want to be a part of, Lord. Let me be a vessel. Let me be a vessel in this thing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. So I'll lift our right hand toward heaven, please. In the name of Jesus. Say, Lord. All right, repeat after me. Lord, I've come to you now. In the name of Jesus. To have my spiritual need met. No matter what that spiritual need is. I believe for it to be met right now. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to ratify it in your blood. As I receive the communion. Yes, I'm going to receive healing from my body. And I do this in remembrance of you. But it's also going to ratify this covenant that I'm making with you now to be used of you. And when that ram comes, when that ram is presented, I will offer him for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.